0: hey guys this is cam and you're listening to cam's take it has been a year and i'm not saying that in a figurative way it has literally been like a year and some change since i've made an episode since the last episode a year ago a lot has gone on not just for me but for america (laughs) Uh, the country that i live in love and loathe at the same time all of last year i intended to continue this podcast but it last year was crippling for me and for this nation this nation quite frankly i was also going through a lot of things personally with my health and I was also taking care of my parents who were also having health complications. And, uh, it was just, it was a lot, it was overwhelming. And many times I thought, you know, there's no way, no way I can come out of this. There's no way, you know, I can make this. It was just like life altering and sometimes threatening things, just like a wave after wave after wave. I was overwhelmed and just it was crippling everything that was going on with me. And I'm I'm still dealing with some health stuff um, that maybe later on I will dive into. Um, right now it's still touchy. <laughs> so yeah. Anyways, I've missed doing this. I've missed just feeling normal. And I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that, you know, we're still going through this pandemic, being in America. Personally, I feel like they have not taken it as seriously as it should have been. And we are not progressing as we should. So we're still very much like on lockdown and, um, you know, stuck indoors and you know, social distancing, and um, and all of that is necessary. And in no way am I complaining about that. Uh, my complaint is with our response or the lack thereof. Um, we now have President Joe Biden who is already doing better, but I mean, when the bar is that low, I mean, at that point in alpaca could have done better, anyway i'm glad to be back it will be consistent this will be a bi-weekly uh episode from me so um another two weeks you will hear from me and i'm not gonna say might because i always give myself that wiggle room to not move forward and achieve the things that I've set out to achieve, which is something I'm really working hard at changing in 2021. 2020, I had so much, so many hopes and aspirations and goals, and 2020 also gave me a ton of material, (laughs) as well as comedians, uh, to um, share with you guys. But this first episode is really just going to be me Explaining, I guess, my absence and what's been happening in the absence and what I'm doing now. So in my absence, I was, like I said, it was like debilitating um, with everything that was going on in the news. With me being a Black and Indigenous woman in America, um, it was very hard. It is very hard to live here, to be here, to... Uh, Being a country that, as we've seen in the last election, about 50% of the United States of America uh, still deems racism as an acceptable thing and not something that's really concerning or that they're concerned about, which I'm not honestly really surprised. It's still, you know, uh, disheartening to see just the pure ignorance and then also to know that even though... Uh, other people didn't vote for that, many of those may still be ignorant and hold biases and are probably racist and refuse to admit it or acknowledge that fact. That's definitely for another episode. I've had family members who really showed their true colors and Um, being half black and half indigenous and to be specific my dad is pacific islander or polynesian and um my mom is part native american so i guess the majority of me i am indigenous and also black i relate more to being black because that's the community that you know i grew up with the family members that i grew up with and then also the world you know generally speaking identifies me as an That is something I'm very proud of, and I don't shy away from that at all, even given the circumstance. There's no reason to even say the current circumstances, because this has always been the circumstances for people of color in the United States. And not even the circumstances could make me want to shy away from that, which I could, because honestly, my look is more um, moana And I have a Polynesian last name, and many people, you know, when they meet me and see my last name and whatnot are not thinking that I'm mixed with anything, let alone Black. So um, in some ways, I am passing, and that's also for another episode. And then there comes privilege with that, and then also I I believe personally a responsibility to use whatever privilege, privilege and platform that is granted to you based off of you not looking or being perceived as Black to support your community and lift them up and do everything within your power to fight for them, given the resources and the tools that you have access to versus your Black counterparts that do not. And that is for another episode. But those are those are some of the things that I've really been thinking about. I've been really delving into my Indigenous side as of late, really getting an understanding of um what Native Americans are currently going through, I do have some um, family members who are on a reservation. Um, so there are connections, and I need to reach out more. and I'm learning more. And I'm getting involved more as I'm, as involved as you pretty much can't be during a pandemic as far as like advocating and researching and also, Educating others. And if you're a part of any marginalized group. Um, I think it's important to advocate for your community. To advocate for yourself. To be an active participant in the um, positive change of our world. To create a better place for people who look like you. Love like you. you know, See like you. Live life like you. And for those who are who are destined to come after us, so 2020 for me, I just had so many goals, and and I just 2020 signified to me that it was like 2020 vision. You know, I was gonna take all my lessons and that I learned in 2018 and 2019. I went through so much, and then I had no idea that I would be going through two cancer scares in um, 2000. 2020 and then i'm still working through one of them and that's something i'll have to talk about later as far as like health and all that it's a touchy subject for me because it's bigger than just um i don't even know how to say that cancer i guess it has to do with you know reproductive and so Me more than likely not being able to be a mom, which has brought me, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but has brought me a lot of happiness. And it's not like the absence of children, but it's giving me this like yearning and burning to be a mom, you know, to love someone, to take care of someone. It's really sparked that in me. And though I don't have a child of my own, I've taken on adults. I've met some people that may have not had the best parents or, uh, support system, you know, throughout their childhood and maybe currently as well. And they've allowed me to come into their lives and, and check on them and, you know, ask them how they're doing and be supportive and maybe be like a mom figure that's like basically the same age as them. Some of them I am, but they still let me to like love on them and, and care for them and, and it's not in a codependent way because this quickly could turn into that. Like, and I've had to check myself sometimes where I'm like, wait, like, I, you don't want me to like do that for you or something? Like, I'm their real mom, and I'm like, wait, uh, Cam, they, they have real moms, and um, you're the same age, <laughs> or it could be like an older sister. So yeah. Anyway, so that's been very uh, interesting for me. Um, and again, I, I, I believe I've said this before on this podcast, but I am a firm believer. I absolutely believe that everything happens for a reason. So at the end of this whole treatment and whatever else, you know, that happens with me, my body, if I'm able to have kids afterwards, that, that'd be cool. I do want to experience that at least once in my lifetime. But, um, if I'm, you know, not able to, some ways I feel like because I'm able to love them and I'm like creating these bonds with these people and then also, these people telling me like I'm fulfilling something in them that was needed, and they didn't know that it was needed, and I came in at the right time in their life or whatever. I just know that this is all meant to be, and so even if I don't get to give birth per se, I will. I know that I'll always be a mom. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> and as if you guys know on this on this podcast, like I cry a lot. I'm very emotional. And that's why I'm very passionate. It's a cry all the time as a kid, like all the time over everything. Everything made me emotional. And I, growing up was kind of like shunned in a way because of it. It was like so many emotions. And I think both of my parents are not really like super emotional beings. And it was like, what is this kid? This kid is always crying. This kid is always empathizing with other people. You know, someone would be like, I stubbed my toe. And it was just so painful. I'm like, it was. Was it? I stubbed my toe once, and like it was so painful. Which toe was it? Like <laughs> that's always for me, and um, and I always felt embarrassed to cry and embarrassed about being so emotional. And now I realize that it's my superpower, and I'm really excited about it, and I'm proud of it. So, yeah, back to like being a mom. Like, I, you know, before it was just career, career, career. It still is, you know. Um, but. That was like my only goal like I was this little girl and I just thought like i'm gonna move to new york I'm gonna have a corner office. I'm gonna be a boss and like That's it like i'm gonna get money and i'm gonna be like On top of the world like that was my goal. I never was like I want to be a mom like that was never me And so until you realize like oh Crap, I might not be able to be a mom then it's like well, maybe I do want to be a mom, you know And so i've been i've been going through those emotions as of late of like realizing that I do, I do want to be a mom, you know, at least one kid of my own. Um, Adoption is definitely an option for me. I don't mind that at all. So uh, most of my siblings are adopted. I have five brothers. Four out of them are adopted. Um, Shout out to my parents for being the most amazing people that I've ever met in my entire life. Honestly, I've never think I've met anybody more selfless. I mean, they've given at every stage of their life as young adults and as young parents, I saw them, you know, give f- food, feed people and and give money that well, honestly, we didn't really didn't have to give, but that person had it worse off than us. And um, because of their generosity and their love, they've brought some really, really amazing, phenomenal people into my life and into my upbringing. And I am forever grateful for the journey that me and my brothers have had so and that's another episode maybe one day I'll have one of my brothers come up on here and um uh, talk about it I'm sure if one does an episode uh, the rest will get a little jealous and want to too so I gotta think about who has the biggest mouth and then then I'll inspire the other ones <laughs> to get on here as well anyways so 2020 was hard um and it just just was hard but there were also some great highlights so i promoted so that's great and then i should also be promoting here again pretty soon um and then uh what else oh oh yeah so along with my health issues, both of my parents are going through health issues, and I am the only girl in my family, and I am the primary caretaker of them. Some of them do not live in the States. Some are here, but some of them just are not. That's just not what they do. So um, it was very stressful for me of, like, taking care of them and then also having to take care of the things that they needed to take care of, like, you know, move everything out of my grandmother's house who passed away two years ago. and. Um, finally sold and it was the same day that I was getting um tested again for a second or uh, yeah a second type of cancer so it was like really crazy that day it was really rough but events like that just dealing with so much and then my dad being in a hospital then you know during the pandemic and literally life-threatening he flatlined and it was um And then not being able to go into the hospital, you know, because of the pandemic. And then even when we could, it was alternating with me and my mom. It really, life really sat me down in 2020. And I think I mentioned this earlier in this episode that I saw 2020 as like a 2020 vision. You know, like I I had this vision for my life and I thought 2020 was the day that I, you know, the year that I was going to bring my vision into fruition. And it brought me so much more. It brought me everything that I needed and it brought me the people that I needed. I got really close with some people that I would have never imagined being this close with and now are definitely family and they got me through the darkest, one of the, probably the darkest year of my life, you know, worrying about my life and what, you know, was I going to live or was I gonna die you know or was my dad gonna die you know what was my mom's health gonna be like it was just it was chaotic and life sat me down those those moments sat me down to make me really realize what and who is important to me because you know at that point I I didn't know if you know, this was going to result in me having a shorter life, uh, or my parents having a shorter life, you know, and it was like, life is so finite. And every day we, we, we have this, you know, concept of that, it being infinite, you know, we go through life feeling like everything is going to keep going on as they are. And, and it might not, it really might not, you know, definitely last year taught me that personally and then just everything on the news and everything it was just you know death seemed so imminent last year and um and it's still looming you know with still going through the pandemic and so 2020 sat me down it really made me realize what's important who's important and realize that you know I don't have forever You know, I don't have all the time. I don't have all the resources before. I was always trying to people please and be there for everybody but myself and sometimes even putting my family on the back burner when I shouldn't have, you know, just because like I I didn't want to disappoint my friends or something, you know, and then it was just like, you know, nothing else matters other than these people, other than my family and the people who are closest to me and allow me and encourage me to prioritize the things and the people that are truly a priority to me. And that's what love and real friendship and family is about, is not about making it about you. It's encouraging that person to do what's best for them, even if it is a disadvantage to you or even if it's not the outcome that you were looking for. And my very best friend and two of my other friends really, really stepped up to the plate and also allowed me to step up to the plate for them they were also going through so much last year as well and we went through it together and we got through it and here we are in 2021 so very very grateful for that those are some of the great great things that happened for me you know in a, during a pandemic when people are losing their job i actually promoted mine and then got you know closer friends in a pandemic you know we're social distancing like how do you do this but I mean, texting, and talking, FaceTiming all the time and really helped me to get through these things and just knowing that they were always a phone call away or text away um carried me through my darkest moments. And then like an old friend came out of nowhere, he was great, phenomenal in helping me calm down and get my mind off of it and you know, said funny things at the perfect time or sent, you know, little stupid text messages and it was just like dude you get me and we'll forever be forever indebted and grateful for his friendship so yeah there are some there were some good moments out of the pure chaoticness of 2020 so in 2021 i have goals that are huh I like to think more uh, realistic and pandemic friendly. So, like doing this podcast, like I could do it from home, you know? And even if I want to do a podcast with another person, technology has advanced to the point where you can do a podcast episode with people and from anywhere, you know. So I mean, that's one of the great things about the pandemic is just like giving us new ways to connect and to share. So that's been kind of cool to see. So my goal is all. this podcast and then my other personal goals is like, you know, fitness and things like that, which you can do at home. You do not need a gym. You can do whatever you need to do pretty much at home. Um, There's always where there's a will. There truly is always a way. Um, Though I got promoted, work has been very, very, very stressful because they have not backfilled behind me and I've been doing and then other people left the job. And so I've been doing pretty much like two to three jobs. And working 24-7, seven days a week. So uh, that's been really tiring and weighing me down. And I currently, I'm, like, seeking other employment. <laughs> um, I'm grateful for my job. You know, I love people that I work with. But, you know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And there are certain things I feel like happen when it's time for you to get out of a relationship or get out of a job or get out of a city or whatever. You know, I feel like things start making you uncomfortable and, you know, ruffling your feathers because it's time to take flight. And, I, you know, I think it's high time, uh, you know, to get on this Delta airplane (laughs) and uh, fly off into the sunset and not look back. Because I am like, I'm done, you guys. I'm, I'm really done. Anyways, also, I uh, really want to talk about, you know, this year about like relationships and stuff like that. I'm really into politics and, you know, things that affect your everyday life, which will also be touched on. But what makes politics, what makes a community, what makes a country, is people and the relationships that we have with each other. And the more healthy relationships that we have with ourselves and with each other, the healthier our environments, our communities, and our countries, and ultimately the world becomes. So, I will be sharing advice that I get, um, you know, tidbits that I've gotten from therapy and just personal life experiences to help us along the way in our journey in 2021. If you have any suggestions or if you want to, for me to talk about any topics or anything like that, feel free to definitely reach out and email me or send me a message. That would be great. So... With that being said, um, I, I will touch on a topic really quick that I talked about earlier today on my Instagram, and which I will plug as well so that you guys can connect with me there. But I talked about, I saw this page of this individual who supposedly gives, and I say supposedly because I don't believe that this is advice. I feel like this is just honestly masculine toxicity spewed out and deemed insightful and really it's insightful if you get the wordplay i hope so look it up just just google insightful whichever way you think i'm i meant it versus and then the other insightful will come up and you'll be able to tell the difference anyway so I saw this individual post about like women need to be more humble and you're expecting too much and whatever else. Uh, typically, I'm going to preface this. Typically, women are is the gender that more than likely is going to settle in a relationship. And you see that um, women are held at a higher standard and usually perform better in relationships than males. Given, um, you know, our cultures and the general culture of, for women and Um, The expectations and the way we're, you know, reared as adolescents is to be, you know, more respectful and, um, you know, just to be more soft and listening and loving and caring. Whereas guys are, you know, have more freedom to just run around, hurt themselves, hurt other people. And look, I'm describing our current um, dating life (laughs) in the world. Literally. So, anyways, I'm seeing this individual say all of this, and then he said to some girl, um, he started all the conversation asking her her weight and her height, like it's a BMI test. And I'm over here like, what does that have to do with the individual? And her question was like, you know, like why do people keep telling me like I'm I'm doing too much or I have a bad attitude? What I mean, what does that have to do with her weight or height? I'm I'm still perplexed, still trying to figure it out, and, and basically distilled down to you know, you're not that cute. And for you to have an attitude doesn't make any sense because you're really not that cute. Excuse me. No, (laughs) that is not the root of the issue. The root of the issue is an internal thing. And I don't care how good looking you are, being disrespectful and demeaning to anyone, male or female, is unacceptable. That's not all right. And so he Always distills it down to like looks, and that's just what males are into. It's this you know looks, and you need to really pay attention to how you look and what you have. And it never is it about what is a guy bringing to the table. And looks does not maintain a relationship. It may start one, but it's not gonna be, you know, the deciding factor in it, whether it lasts or not. I know plenty of people who are attracted to people and now cannot stand their guts. So with that being said, I also, this is something that I also am very passionate about is uh, people really understanding who they are and what's really important in life. Because if we get stuck on the physicality of everything, I'm telling you, we will not be satisfied. And our divorce rates show that. Our dating life shows that, is that people don't really know themselves, don't really know what they want, not really trying to connect with other people because honestly, you can only meet people as deep as you have met yourself. And many people have not done that inner work. Um, And the inner work is honestly, it's not popular. You know, it's not something that's really portrayed in the media as something that's important. You know, we'll always see like, you can change your hair, you can change, you know, your eye color. You can do all these different things, you know, get hair plugs for guys, whatever. It's always promoting physicalness. And what we're dealing with is we're spirits having a physical experience. But the spirituality of it all is a driving force. So with that being said, that needs to be at the forefront of our concern and our desire to change as people. To change who you are on the inside. And I don't mean to like be somebody you're not. But I mean to better you, to understand you, to live the life that you're truly meant to live. Means that you got to go deep. You got to find you. You got to understand you date you love you you know you're worth that and i'm so excited to this makes me so happy to, to do episodes about just like my growth and, and and other people's growth and just lessons that i've learned i can't wait to share all of that with you and to continue, to continue excuse me continue to go on this journey of self-growth and exploration and i hope that our conversations well, it's not really a conversation, it's just me talking to you, but my podcast helps you um, do that. And I hope that you share it with the world because that's what the world really needs and has always needed, but especially needs that now. So with that being said, I wish you all a great night, great day, whenever you're listening to this, and I will be speaking to you soon. I love y'all. God bless. Be safe. And I'll see you guys in two weeks. Love you. Take care. Mwah.